12 questions. Hello, guys. Hey. Uh, and I, okay, I'm Anna Valenzuela, and I've got Alex, Alex Young. Alex Young, Alex baby. Alex Young with me. Yeah. And how would you like to identify yourself, Miss Lovely Guest? I'll go by Alexis. Just Alexis. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I love a Just Alexis episode. <laughs> Ooh. I've got, I've got a, a big job now, so I'm I just going to hedge me old bits. I get it. I haven't I, come out to the workplace yet. Yeah. So. And you don't have to. That's the beautiful thing about yeah. anonymity. They Woo. don't need to know. I got a text uh, from a sponsee the other day, and she was like, uh, somebody outed me at work. What do I say? And I was like, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> if you don't want to, you, right. you say exactly what you're willing to say. That's you a shitty thing to do to out. Well, maybe they well, didn't. She know. like ran into she ran into somebody coming out of a meeting. Oh. Huh. So oh. Like, it was like. Ugh. And what was he like? Hey, how's the AA going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was basically it was basically how it went. But um, actually, that that happened to me recently. I, I'm not with a colleague, but with someone I'm taking an evening class with. Um, and I definitely she was the sponsor of um, the woman that was speaking at the meeting that I went to and the weird thing is it was a meeting that I never I had never gone to before and I haven't gone to since but it was just like and she doesn't go to that meeting regularly either but now that we are in class together we have this little like wink wink thing going on every time we see each other and it's really nice I can always tell I was in a communications class and I was listening to this gal share and I was like not share but like do a project and she used an excerpt from Eat Pray Love and I was like oh (laughs) yeah she duh and then I ran into her like a month later she was like, how come you didn't tell? I was like, how was I supposed to? I also once had a college professor with less time than me. That was fun. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. My brain was pudding. So we we helped each other out. That was a good, good time. <laughs> but, I'll be on your step work. You give me an A. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, my first like my first two years and probably still now, I just I started using when I was so young that my brain was just a little like oatmeal-ish. A yeah, it was just a little wonky. Um, but the, okay, full disclosure on this episode, I we Alexis and I recorded a long time ago, and then probably I probably a year or so a, ago, a year ago, a and then ago. and then I stopped releasing the podcast, and uh, it was in a folder, and somehow in that folder, other things ended up in there, and so I said, you know what. Fuck it, we're gonna re-record. I like it. So we're here. It's gonna be even better. No, well, we both. Well, it'll be totally different because I mean, really, yeah. you know, it's like another year sober, another year in this relationship that we were talking about the last time. Yeah, um, some things have changed, Love some things have not. So yeah, can push you to do your steps in a whole <laughs> new way. Um, she, she's been listening to a lot of Selena. I've been listening guys. to a ton of Selena. I wish yeah. I could sing that in Spanish, but. Um, <laughs> Podcast to come if it if it gets if it gets released before this episode uh, is uh, is released uh, check out uh, Bruhaha uh, it's oh. going to be me and Cindy Aravina and Vanessa Gritton talking nice. Latina things love it <laughs> yeah it's going to be great La Dose Stepes yes uh, I don't know if that's the word but the, <laughs> I'm not the one to ask I'm going to be honest I am uh, anyway but. I think dulce these. is the word for sweet. Yeah. Sweet Maybe sense. not dulce. Dulce. Dulce dies. I'm fluent Once. in the numbers up to 20. Ooh. Ah. So. Nice. Oh, okay. We have a professional here. <laughs> oh, no. I really did my research. Oh, hmm. Love it. Love it. So, all right. 
let's get into these steps because we've we've both been through a bunch of things in this last year. Yeah. And both kind of like had to explore some other areas of recovery. That one thing mm-hmm. they call, well, they, they called it my, my sponsor, my new, my new sponsor in my, uh, <laughs> in my Al-Anon program just said, you know, there's a reason why they call this recovery graduate school. Yeah. And I was like, I've heard that. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, so, uh, what, by the way, my sponsor in AA is always talking about like, yeah, I know I need to go to Al-Anon. I know I do. And she's been sober for like 30 years and she is uh, definitely learning some Al-Anon from, from me or she'll just be like, yeah, this seems like an Al-Anon issue. You should just go to your Al-Anon meeting. There's um, more. So, uh, oh, yeah, there's yeah. more. So, oh, yeah. so uh, yeah. what what happened with me is I went to my therapist. And my therapist said, uh, my therapist, basically, I give her like an hour of just like all these things. And, mm. and I go, please don't make me go to Al-Anon. And she said, fine, but read this book. And she hands me a copy of Codependent No More, where mm-hmm. every two pages, the author suggests going to Al-Anon. <laughs> she got you. Uh, yeah. And it's a great book. Great book. Uh, rec- it's just, it's one of those recovery um, sort of like uh, outside issue or uh, additional help or, you know, whatever. But um, it's a great little supplemental to what we do. Start reading it. Uh, come back, ask the therapist a lot of questions. You know, it obviously really helped. And then, sh- and then I said, "Well, now what do I do about the behavior?" And she said, <laughs> "Go to Al-Anon." And I was no! like, "No, <laughs> lies, don't make me go." No, so um, it's like a weird time loop. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She knew she had to. She had to trick me. So um, it was. Uh, but and you uh, recommend the audio book version. I of, do recommend the audio book version. I, I am going to. I almost uh, got that before doing this podcast, but I just yeah. Get that Audible free download, man. Yeah. You get one free download. Sponsor, sponsor us, Audible. Sponsor us. Yeah. Oh my God. Please, sp- please, <laughs> please love you, carry us as a show. But um, yeah, no. And and actually, previous uh, previous guest. Uh, J.F. Harris, a uh, big audiobook guy, big audiobook guy. And he was like, Yeah, I just I listen to self help because I'll read a novel all day, but I, I would rather tear my eyes out than read a self help book. But I'll listen to a self help book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, while in traffic, trying well, to yeah. distract yourself and. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and it's it's a bit heavy. You'll want to switch back and forth from Selena to <laughs> uh, back to uh, <laughs> the party of recovery. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, but yeah, so we both we both went through a lot of things. So I'm I'm excited to hear the differences in yeah, what's going on. Uh, me too. I have no idea what I said last time. I don't. I remember a little bit of it. You're a fantastic and spiritual. She floated on air, guys. I'm telling you, it was all the answers. It was all the answers. Well, and then that's, I lost the file. That's what I'm concerned about because um, I almost feel like right now I started a new job three months ago and yeah. it has been another adjustment of trying to get to more meetings and I've yeah. been real dry the last couple of, oh, couple of months. So mm-hmm. I'm coming at you from a much less probably floating on air type place. How Flo- many meetings floating on you- fire if you're dry. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just like being fueled by that, uh, that flamethrower behind me. Um, <laughs> I mean, and I've been noticing it especially in, you know, in traffic 
music and just mm-hmm. like like I got out of the car today and I like started to slam the door and it like hit my boob and <laughs> I was just like oh god and then I just Yikes. like yelled into the sky like I hate this city mm-hmm. because of course it's like the city's fault <laughs> like I okay yeah. but this little but mess out. for real the city's not easy on people <laughs> that's it's, true it's that's true when I moved up here my sponsor in Long Beach was like I I think you really need to up your meeting attendance because that city and the entertainment industry is poison. It's yeah. poison to your soul. So you have to you have to be extra fortified. Oh, I hate this city. So yeah, you definitely need the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually good to hear because I feel like so many people I talk to are like, oh, but it's so lovely. And no, it's not. The weather is just know. like the, it's a masquerade. Like the weather is like, oh my god, <laughs> it's the it, mask, yeah. it's the hollow mask. No, like this city is terrible. It it. it it's designed to weed people out and we're just crazy enough to stay. We're just right. like, no, my dreams. Uh, I know. I was doing a little Postmates to make some extra money the other uh-huh. day. And oh, this guy. Uh, worst. I didn't, I didn't see somebody crossing the street. My window was down, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not hit the person, but I was just kind of edged out into the crosswalk. And uh, the guy yelled into my car, Yikes. wake up. Wow. Pay attention. And I said to him, because I was like, at first I was like, whoa, no one's yelled in my car. And well, actually people yell at my car a lot. I'm not, not a great driver. not into the car, yeah. <laughs> not into the car. And I was like, hey, sir, I hope you have a nice day. Ooh, ooh. And I meant it. Wow. And then he turned around, walked three steps back, and I thought, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to fight a dude. And he said, uh, just real quietly, but really intensely, he goes, Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I was like, man, that nice day is going to bother you way more than that fuck you is ever going to bother me. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh. Whoa. Because like, what do you do if someone yells at you? Like, okay. Well. You should have screamed back, who hurt you? I, I know. <laughs> who hurt you, sir? Who didn't hug you enough? Show me on the teddy bear where they ruined your life. <laughs> I know, man. Oh, he was dressed that way too. God bless him. Oh, um, fedora? Just, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, that guy. Yeah, like an affliction uh. shirt became a dude. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a rough day, but loafers without socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was should have hit him. Edge? No, no, all right. No, Grandma's car's been through enough. It's, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> been through enough. But uh, but if it was brand new, oh, you can get it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so funny. Uh, anyway, Alexis, how do you experience surrender? Yeah, I. So it's coming back to me now. This question and a yeah. little bit of uh, how I answered it the last time, but um, I really think that. Um, yeah, and I I feel like it's it's still the same thing. It's just I'm maybe doing it in different ways now. Um, but um, basically, just acknowledging that I'm not in control and that. Um, if I just stop what I, you know, stop all of the, I feel like I have a lot of mac, you know, kind of machinations in my head um, where I start to like plan my next move and then the move after that. And then like, you know, how I'm going to work my way around this. And um, I often experience surrender just, we were talking about traffic. So like, for instance, if I'm, you know, it's like the metaphor for life. If you're just, um, going along, like switching lanes and switching lanes and switching, you know, and like you're just still not getting anywhere. It's kind of like just, you know, allowing yourself to to just follow the car in front of you and like not worry about like whether the lane next to you is going faster or if you picked the wrong lane or if you're on the wrong road and just realizing that if you keep your, you know, foot on the pedal and, and keep moving that you will get there. 
um, when you need to get there. And, um, you know, I think that could be really hard when you're um, experiencing, you know, something that is really legitimately difficult. Um, You know, it's easy enough to say that when, you know, it's like, oh, well, I guess I didn't get this promotion, but it'll all be okay. You know, just like things that... But um, but I do find that um, it, it really for me is just kind of letting go of my big plan for the next step and wow realizing that's that tough. I'll that's tough yeah I mean it's easier said than done so yeah. um, but the times that that really has happened like I have experienced I think surrender is a very peaceful feeling for me now it used to be a very scary idea oh yeah um, yeah <laughs> when you're new the a- oh the absence of the chaos is terrifying <laughs> yeah yeah surrender when you gain a little bit of time feels um feels great actually because then it's like well it, at least we're here i know now i know yeah. the con i'm in the consequences i think it's also kind of I don't know. For me, it's like I really hold on to the idea that like I'm right and my my mm. way is the way that things need to go. And um, so really just sometimes acknowledging that other people may be right. I yeah. can still be right, but they are they're also maybe right at the same time or that, you know, someone has a different solution and it's not agree to wrong. disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just kind of letting other people have their own path and their own thoughts and that's like a very Al-Anon yeah. addition to <laughs> the idea of surrender um, but man I'm gonna really miss unsolicited advice <laughs> I'm so good at unsolicited advice yeah, just walk around the comedy store here you'll get plenty of unsolicited <laughs> advice about all the things well it's, yeah. it's just hard to give it after a while you know what I mean because you mm. don't want to tell people how. because what you find what I've discovered is that when I tell people how they should live, uh, whether or not they actually do the thing, they tend to get real mad if the results aren't something they wanted. And they're like, Anna did this to me. Then they lean <laughs> then they lean in your car and scream, Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just it, it's just a mechanism of control. And when people feel controlled, you know, it's it's not good. It's not good for them, and it's not good to exercise that on to other people. I'm very new to Al-Anon, so I'm, I'm one self-help book and half a step in. So uh, I'm cured. I don't know if you know this, but I'm so cured. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's beautiful. That's true. Like when you're driving, you I have to constantly remind myself to remove emotion when I'm driving. I'm like, no, what's logical? What's logical? All right, snap back. I'll like have a little outburst here and there, flip people off. Like some minivan rolled up on me the other day because I cut him off and he chased Ugh. me down in a minivan. By the way, minivans are the problem to like of society. They're terrible. <laughs> I agree. Uh, as soon as I see uh, a minivan, I'm like, yeah. uh-oh, what's yeah. going to happen? Um, it's it's minivans and white Mercedes coupes. Like, those are the <laughs> two are the worst things. Like this yeah. minivan chased me down, rolled up on me. He's like, step out the car, fool. Step out the car. Some stepdad with a fucking wife beater on. Whoa. And I looked at him. I was like, dude, it's Friday. Keep it moving. 
keep then, it. It's yeah. Friday, bro. Yeah. It's Friday. Keep and he was like, moving. no, no, you get out the car right now. I'm like, first off, it's a felony assault to get out of a car. And again, it's Friday. Keep it moving. And then he just like, <laughs> and just drove off and had a passenger in the car with me. And she's laughing her ass off. She's like, you just told him it's Friday. That's hilarious. That's, it is true. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, it's just, just an observation. Yeah. We have an observation. Sure. This is Friday. You don't want to spend the weekend in jail. That's a, a bad time. Not. Don't. Why would you fight someone in traffic? Yeah, your bail bonds guy ain't open right now. <laughs> like That's just so funny. let it go, dude. Let go of the emotion in traffic. We'll be all, we'll be better off. <laughs> I that's hilarious. I actually um I have a a visual that I like to put in my head um of just like the kind of driver that I would like to be, which is I had the amazing experience of getting driven by a Buddhist monk. What? Um, like eight hours through India up to Dharamsala. And he was with a good my driver. Family and Kidding. and yeah, he was both like an incredibly good assertive and like driving in India is no joke. I mean, it is like you pass, like the roads are so narrow and then like you pass in like the wrong lane and like just narrowly like avoid hitting the oncoming traffic. Like when you're getting around a truck or whatever and people honk um, in a very different way where they're just honking to let you know that they're on your side or yeah. whatever. So it's not like an angry, it's just, but there's like honking constantly and it's so it's very aggressive, very fast paced, very like, you know, cramped driving conditions. And he just it was like he just didn't break a sweat. He was so calm, but he was also just, you know, moving us along like, you know, in uh, as, you know, keeping up with traffic and and driving with a lot of deliberateness. Um, wow, but that, it just it was like the definition of not taking the chaos around him personally. Wow. Um, and so I'm always like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be a good driver, but I'm also just, I'm just going to be a calm driver. I'm just right. going to do what I need to get do to get around. You know, like if cars just stopped in the middle of the road, I'm going to just get around it. I'm not going to judge that person. I'm not oh, going to like yeah. make up a story. And um, so, yeah. What service is that? Uber Nirvana? <laughs> Got him. It's a very unique um, situation. So, <laughs> no, my my dad works for a university that partners with a university in Dharamsala. Oh wow! And, wow. Um, it's actually a school for it's a monastery for monks, and the exchange is that bio, biology and neuroscience professors will come teach the Buddhist monks about neuroscience and biology, and then in turn um, they'll teach about Buddhism. That's incredible. Yeah. And you get an um, Uber card like for your, for your car. That's he just, I mean, it was like he wow. drove all the way down to pick us up and then immediately Eight turned hours. back around and drove us back. <sighs> That's and, crazy. Yeah. And like wasn't mad about it. Wasn't, you know. It's like, I'm fine. And I it wasn't like yeah. fake. It wasn't like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It, it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was I'm really, okay. it wasn't passive aggressive. It was just, you Jeez, know. Jeez, in LA, you can't even get people to drive you to the airport. <laughs> like, this guy's like a 16 hour round trip. Jeez. I know. I know. That's crazy. I used to yeah. have to do a lot of rehab pickups and drop offs at the airport. I'm very good at LAX, by oh, yeah, the way. I, I, I never, I don't sweat it. I just, it's, you have to get yourself into a mindset of like, you can't pick up a new client and like yell or be crazy. It's like, <laughs> right. welcome to our rehab. Also, fuck you. Yeah. Why would you? Like, you can't do that. Eat so, shit, minivan. <laughs> yeah. So you just learn to be like calm and not scream at the parking people and the, you know, it's it's one of those things. But what that, would you that, s- that expands your mind. Sorry to cut you off. But like, yeah, totally that. That whole mindset expands yeah. your mind because it goes against logic. It goes against your primal wiring to like lose your shit. 
Well, I don't think everybody's wired that way. You don't think so? No. That's one thing I found. Yeah. One thing I found uh, in experiencing another 12-step fellowship is most of the people there have more issues with assertion. And Mm. I never know when to stop asserting. (laughs) <laughs> so I had to like Thingsies. find somebody who also shared about like I don't know I she said what did she say I come alive with controversy and I was like oh Whoa. that's my sponsor that's <laughs> yeah. oh, oh check her out okay um, but yeah it's um, not everybody is wired to fight true but I, okay I, think, I can see that I think maybe on the more addiction alcoholism side we have that more warrior instinct it's the same okay. thing that I once heard Dr. Drew say um, that if we probably had those genes of people that just like fought, you know, with a spear and just ran at the, you know, ran at our opponents. Interesting. Yeah. And whereas most people run away from danger, um, addicts and alcoholics run toward it Mm. because it's exhilarating. Yeah. That makes me feel good. I feel like a warrior today. Yeah. I feel like just then expect the danger to not be dangerous. Yeah. Like, and then if, once it is what you know it's supposed to be, which and is dangerous, we, and we're then like, we all go, "Oh my god, <laughs> how dare they be consequences?" <laughs> I thought I was gonna live forever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And speaking of that insanity, how do you? What's been your most insane moment? In I can't talk. Hi, I'm having a stroke. My name's Anna Valenzuela. <laughs> and I'm having a stroke. She's doing um, it well. She's doing it with grace. I'm doing okay. Uh, <laughs> how? How would you, what was your most insane moment either in or out of recovery or both? Hmm. Um, I mean, that's really hard to pick a single instance, but um, I mean, I think that in my, my drinking life, I had so many just very, very typical insane moments of like, you know, I'm blacked out and just vomited and now I'm going to start drinking a new, um, you know, exactly. but like, <laughs> thank uh, God I threw up and got that out of my system. No, exactly. I mean, I it's like, more. reboot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, boop, 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 boop. Or, you know, just, I mean, all of the dangerous predicaments that I got myself in while blacked out, you know, just, yeah. and, and all of the things that I didn't remember doing that I did, you yeah. know, whether it was screaming at my very close friend because I thought she was like hitting on a guy when she was like, that I liked, you even though she was just talking to him about me, you know, it was like just certain things where it was like, um, and I didn't, I didn't remember doing a lot of things um, like that or walking home by myself through very dangerous neighborhoods in DC um, at like four in the morning. Murder murder capital, baby. Yeah. um, But I think it's honestly, I've done some really, Patchet insane stuff in recovery yeah. that has like <laughs> been such a teacher in in showing me that it's not that the drinking was indeed um, a symptom of yeah. my mentality and um, the way that I the sort of distorted way that I view my life in the world and the kind of the the outsized ego both like the low self esteem and then like the ego that thinks. I'm going to be special in mm-hmm. this situation or like I can, I can make this thing change the way that I want it to. Change. I can change this person, place, yeah, or thing to yeah. my will. You know um, what? Every, I apologize to every office that I've ever worked in. Cause I have come <laughs> oh, in there yeah. and I'm going to change it and make it better. No, yeah. ain't nothing wanting to change. <laughs> yeah. What so was your rock bottom, Alexis? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I mean, I, 
I bottomed out in DC. Um, about I'm almost I'll be four years sober in February. Wow! Um, Congrats! Yeah, which is crazy how how much has changed about me and and about how I think um but also how much has not changed like um you know uh I I really just I mean you know I began drinking when I was like 13 I jumped right into drugs like right into all kinds of rebellious behavior um what kind of drugs uh ecstasy and like pot um i loved lsd don't we all i really i wound up not liking cocaine which surprised what? me i yeah i mean i thought like oh like once i start <laughs> i'm never gonna stay you know because it was like i'm a dc baby I, lo- I love staying out late and i love you know but um i kind of i feel like i had multiple bottoms like through the course of my drinking like i landed in the hospital when i was very young when i was like 19 and i was almost in a coma from drinking and wow that was very you know concerning um kind of went through college just in this like haze of but thought it was normal because it's college and then I got into journalism and thought that was normal because it's journalists are (laughs) known lushes um Mm -hmm. and uh just surrounded myself with people that made it seem very normal um you know bottomed out like at one point in Boston when I was living there um and but then I blamed it on the relationship I was in got out of that relationship (laughs) and uh you know, yeah. moved to D.C. And then, you know, it was like really nothing dramatic. I mean, my last night of drinking was just kind of like following a pattern that I think had been going for about a year of just me, you know, saying that I'm not going to drink that night or only going to have like one drink with friends. And then it turns into like a blackout. And then I get home, didn't have sheets on my bed, like mm-hmm. really, you know, it was only, uh, you know, because a friend donated like a like a bed frame to me that like I raised my bed (laughs) off the floor, you know, just um, really, you know, woke up and just kind of rolled over, felt very hungover, but like in that normalized way where you're like, just like, Oh yeah, this is just how it feels to wake up. Um, And looked at my phone and had like a string of uh, very embarrassing um, communications um, with a variety of people. um, (laughs) Mm -hmm like a variety of guys that I was trying to entice to come over and hang out with me. All of whom were like, no, thank you. Like, um, you know, you and, nope. uh, yeah. And so just really, you know, feeling pretty, um, you know, it was like the middle of winter in DC. There was like that grimy snow outside. Like I went outside to smoke a cigarette and, you know, I just, I was unemployed at the time, you know, and it was like, I just suddenly connected like the drinking is the problem is part of is a big part of the problem it's not just why you know my problems aren't why i'm drinking it's like my drinking is something i need to stop um Mm -hmm. tell our listeners more about the coma that's interesting to me oh yeah yeah (laughs) well i think i mean how do you drink yourself into a coma that's I didn't go into a coma but the doctors said that i mean it was like my blood alcohol level was almost 0.3 and wow um Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the backstory to that is that um, my this was my freshman year of college, and um, that year my brother died very suddenly and um, unexpectedly, and sort of as a way to treat that, um, my freshman year, I just um, 
kind of drank, began to drink myself to death. Um, and, um, you know, was hanging out with a group of friends. Um, we were going to go to this like official school dance. Um, and we're pre-partying beforehand. And I just remember saying something like, I'm going to drink 40 shots. Uh, Jesus. You know, Watch me, guys. Um, and I was, <laughs> I was, you know, I was like, I enjoyed kind of freaking people out like that mm. or like ha- kind of having is like that egotism of like, you know, I like I'm going to be drunker than everyone else. Right. Like, and, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to handle it better, you know, Um like I sort of prided myself on my like high tolerance. Um, Are you Irish? While. No, no. Um, it's a little stereotypical. No, um, <laughs> well, it's like she, she's like this fair skin, almost like <laughs> red, brown, brunette, whatever. And I'll just figure like I'm, that. That's I'm part you... Hungarian. I guess ah, that's okay. Yeah, and German. So, mm. but um. No, just, and like, honestly, I mean, uh, yeah, like neither of my parents is an alcoholic. I mean, they have their, their issues. I think my dad definitely qualifies as like Mm Al-Anon, but, um, you know, yeah, this was like, there's a lot of alcoholism in my family, but it's, yeah, like I definitely the 12 stepper of my immediate family so that's amazing fantastic you need to be the vanguard (laughs) i enjoy it yeah how do you make decisions um often in the spur of a moment (laughs) i'm like just often very very quick decisions but um i now have realized the importance just after almost four years i've realized the importance of um consulting if not with my sponsor than with somebody who's somewhat impartial before Mm -hmm. I say yes or no to something really big Mm -hmm. Um, I actually had the experience um, in July of taking this new job but doing it in a way that was like I got the offer I thought it over (laughs) I didn't immediately like I really wanted this job but I also wanted to negotiate and I wanted to yeah and and that was the first time in my life that I had ever um, kind of, you know, negotiated, like, what I really wanted out of, out of this and then did it in a deliberate way and, like, you know, very slowly, like, took the, you know, took a day to think it over and um, quit my my job not under dramatic circumstances or you know not because i Who's had to didn't get fired <laughs> exactly yeah. um so so yeah i think um my best decision making is done at a slower yeah pace what is the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself in your recovery um yeah, that i can be wrong um, what <laughs> i um, you know, like, I guess the sad side of it is I realized how long I went without really valuing myself without really like, and I feel like in recovery, I've really learned, um, to value my, um, like, my gut and my like I've really learned to distinguish between what is like uh 
fear voice, <laughs> like what is, you know, sort of my compulsive, you know, voice versus like what is really my making choices um, in my best interest or mm-hmm. like, um, so maybe it's that I, um, you know, am a creature of value. <laughs> Um, Three very different. It sounds really sad, but yeah. Um, I don't think that's sad. No, it doesn't sound sad. It sounds sounds amazing. That's important. Yeah. 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 So. If you think normies are just walking around with a big pile (laughs) of self worth in their heart, no. (laughs) I know. I mean, um, it's just like I I almost don't, sometimes I just don't even recognize the person that I was almost, you know, and it, again, wasn't that long ago. but you know that that um having that kind of self awareness and that being able to be conscious like yeah and, it empowers and vulnerable you. is yeah. you know yeah so it's fantastic yeah what would you say your level of honesty is hmm with yourself your higher power your sponsor <laughs> um uh yeah i i do have um the real sense of responsibility now to come clean with my sponsor sometimes like it will be like if i've realized like i will hang on to things and like kind of know for like weeks that i need to tell my spot like report on myself mm-hmm. like <laughs> either whether it's just like a thought i've been having or like a you know, like I have a compulsive like social media <laughs> addiction. I mean, you know, it's like I really, you know, I do. I'll engage in behaviors, or like if I if I smoke some cigarettes, and like I've been struggling to quit smoking for like mm-hmm. my whole life. <laughs> but uh, you know, in in many ways, just doing that in sobriety has been that much harder. Um, but you know, often it's like nothing that my sponsor doesn't already know or nothing that like my friend or my boyfriend, like, you know, usually they've spotted that something is amiss anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I'm reluctantly honest in almost everything at this point. Just percentage wise, like 90, 90% of the time. Okay. I do still have some, some secrets. It's but. better than before, I imagine. Before that, like four years ago, all your sobriety has almost got a degree. Like. Yeah. But I've also realized that it's like you, you also don't, it's kind of like that making amends thing where like you don't make amends if it's going to hurt another person right. or like you right. don't. So it's like I don't need to go around telling everybody all my business all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, I thought that's, that's what Facebook is for, isn't it? What? <laughs> um, <laughs> No, it's like I don't have like a compo- – I just like I lurk and I like look at <laughs> – like I look yeah. at people's happy pictures and I just like begin to slowly crumble inside, you know, like just, just like slowly faster. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how I make – that's how I, I guess like behave addictively now. It's like oh, I've got to self-destruct somehow, so I'm going to – Look at like the people with their you know nuclear families that they're creating and like that are all still you know it's like the things that you feel envious of that are mm-hmm. so unreal. It's like oh these people have been friends since high school and they all were like bridesmaids in their friend's wedding. Um, it's not something that I want even, but it's like right. looking at those. Yeah, so 
it's just the social construct i feel yeah a lot of that that we look at and we compare ourselves to it when in reality we are exactly where we're supposed to be in our path yeah you've made decisions anna's made decisions i've made decisions that put me where i am i look back and i see all my friends back in texas with their houses and mortgages and wife and kids and i'm like oh I want that. Oh, I want to be back there with you guys just eating barbecue and being fat, you know, and just watching the Cowboys game. But I'm like, no, that's not where I'm supposed to be. I think you broke the mold for yourself. Well, I think it's like this idea and, and like you were just saying with like normies, the idea that like normies are walking around and they all have like great self-esteem. And, you know, it's <laughs> like this idea of like, oh, it must have been so easy for these people. But I make that judgment based off of like a photo album, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and it's not based in reality at all. But it's like yeah. there's a piece of me that wants to walk around believing that, you know, if only I could be normal and like have it have it easy. Right. You, so. you, you want to be inside the matrix? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's weird. I feel like matrix matrix references are coming back. They are in a hot way, and you they're, heard it here first. They're retro. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Now it's like an oldie. I'm gonna grow gray hair just at that. Point. <laughs> no. I, I don't love it. I don't love it. Uh, what, what? How do you deal with fear and anxiety? Um, Other than screaming in traffic. It's it's such a catharsis. Um, Yeah, so... um, I've actually been dealing with a lot of fear and anxiety at at work, feeling like I'm going to be fired. Oh, (laughs) my God. That's me at every job I've ever been in. Including comedy, I'm like, I'm gonna get fired from comedy. But what we've learned is that there is the, that our HR department's a rape whistle and a dog whistle that only calls rapists. That's <laughs> that's what we've learned about comedy. I can't get fired. Um, I yeah. can just not show up. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and that comes from you know having been fired before, but yeah. not from every job, and certainly not from jobs that I've been working the way that I have now. Like, yeah. Um, but just, yeah, feeling busy or like I, you know, oh, I, I didn't do this right. Like, you know, it's that getting caught up in in like looking 50 miles down the road. Um, so I think it's it's just one thing my friend said that I've hung on to from early sobriety that comes up a lot is like just remembering where your feet are. And I literally will just like look, you know, it's like I'll get out of it's like when I'm in my head, it's almost like a blackout again where it's like I'm just I'm thinking so much that I forget what physical sensations are like. Like I forget the fact that I'm actually where I am in the room or where I am like in the physical space. And so just kind of looking at my feet, looking at my legs, like, you know, looking around me, reminding myself that I'm okay right now where I am. Um, you know, I think like going to meetings really helps. Um, it's not something that I always do to combat fear, but that's how many meetings are you going to like a week right now? You said right now, probably two, which is not, which is not good. Um, but there was a span of time there earlier this year where it was like maybe one, one a week and I wouldn't share. And, Mm. uh, yeah, so like going to a meeting, raising my hand, um, 
you know, not feeling like I have to share on how things are better, but feeling, you know, just really yeah. sharing what's going on then. Um, you know, calling a friend, texting someone, um, not, not kind of just letting it stew in my own brain. Um, even if I don't talk about it, it's like just kind of making conversation with someone for a little while. Um, you know, lately I've been handling fear about smoking. <laughs> um, yeah. like if I'm really, really caught up in it, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not sure, like, uh, you know, I keep quitting cigarettes and then picking them back up when it gets bad. And usually it's a symptom of like, I need way more meetings. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, like music, um, taking a bath, <laughs> um, just depends on, you know, but anything I can do to kind of remind myself of like being in a physical space and being yeah where I am in this one moment yeah being in the moment I know I'd like to say it was like the healthy way like all the time but oh what are you human weird yeah (laughs) oh that's so weird that's um what uh what character defects speaking of being human what character defects do you have to work on the most um hmm so I think last time we had this conversation, yeah. I said, I think like jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, um, I really think that that what I've realized that comes out of is like this preemptive self-protecting mm-hmm. of like putting walls up. Um, and, you know, I think like, so isolating is a big I mean it's not a defect but it's like um I guess also probably like just um stubbornness and pride <laughs> like <laughs> those um, are big ones yeah um you know like apologizing is a big spiritual practice for me um yeah. saying I'm sorry, even when I adamantly feel like I don't need to, um, or like, you know, that it it will kill me if I do, um, you know, that, um, humility is, uh, is one I'm really working on. Um, where I get tripped up with that is I'm very well trained to say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I say it. And then an (laughs) hour later, I'm like, "But, Uh, but they didn't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have to deal with the resentment. I get a, like a post a post apology resentment. I yeah. get that sometimes. Yeah, I had a moment like that the other day. I went out to uh, check out Jimmy Flam's new theater at the Hayworth Guys. Oh, check hey. it out. It was I amazing. I've been there. Uh, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. Okay. Oh, they're just what they have in store. It's going to be great. And I saw a female comic that I know that I've worked with that's still trying. She's always g- trying to get me work and stuff, which is amazing. I see her and she just walks by and then I, I, I find her later on and I give her like a big hug. She's like, oh my God, Alex, chill. Jesus fucking Christ, you're so big. Like, you're, you're a huge guy. Stop doing that. Don't hug me. You can hurt me. I'm literally like scared. And like real talk, I adore you. 
you're average. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're not like super tall. Yeah. Well, on TV, you know, just <laughs> yeah. But like, you're not, you're not, you're not like, like there. We know people. We know comics that are like six seven. Yeah, like, like I'm not a big guy. You're like regular tall. Exactly. You're tall. Not you're average tall is what I mean. Sorry, right. that sounded like insulting. No, I didn't mean fine. to diminish your height. When no, I mean to see if you're tall, I'm tall for an But Asian. you're not like you're not terrifyingly tall. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. a basketball player. Yeah, and so. I walked away thinking like, oh, fuck you. Like, how <laughs> dare you not appreciate my love? And I'm walking away with this. And this, the distance it took me to walk outside of the bar next door back over to the theater, I was like, oh, 10 step. Here we go. So yeah. I walked back over. I caught her. I saw her complaining about me. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, hey, just want to let you know. I'm sorry. I didn't realized that how much I was in your space like that and she's like yeah we, we don't have to hug every time we just I was like absolutely I'm sorry I didn't make make wanted to make you feel threatened and I was just uh I'll keep that in mind next time when I see you and I extended my hand she shook it and she was like wow thank you so much <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah that was really nice of you and I was like hey I just want to make sure we're, we are all good that's yeah. good that we're all like feeling like we're here feeling like there's not daggers coming at us at all the time you know so. i was in a meeting the other day and a lady said is it okay if i hug you nice and maybe that's maybe that's something because i tend to lead with a hug too maybe that's something in comedy we should probably implement mm -hmm. given this brave new world yeah you know yeah i'm just being like hey is it okay if i hug you yeah yeah the other day we were like when all that crazy news and comedy broke everybody was walking around the patio here at the store and people were like hey yeah, hey, this is consensual, right? This is consensual. That oh was like was hilarious. And people like, just like, you know, like, just, right. that, there, you sure? And, you know, those awkward spaces. But we're getting, we're, we're, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. We're getting back to the normal routine that was just like us being thrown off, you know, a bit. And we're, we're rebuilding back better. Yeah. Yeah, we're exactly. we're getting better now and guys, you'll survive. Yeah, we'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> as, as a woman, uh I'm here to tell you you'll survive. You'll Man, be fine. You'll get through this. You'll get through Difficult this. Time. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Now let me mansplain to you guys. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll you'll be fine. Um I, love, yeah. I wonder where we'll be at when this comes out. Uh like even if you release it tomorrow. Uh, well, because one never knows. Oh, mm -hmm. no. we're we're gonna coordinate it. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll I'm, figure I'm, it I'm out. big on saying there is <laughs> there yeah there is a, a bunch of um we do have a bunch of podcasts saved because um I'm having surgery I'm gonna be out of out of commission pretty soon oh. I'm I'm turning turning 15 and then two days later I'm having uh <laughs> having surgery so we'll see how that goes <laughs> come back as Wonder Woman hopefully bionic everything I would I would like I would just like to have you know um. I would just like to to not be uh, uncomfortable. I think that would be nice. I think that'd be good. I think I'm gonna adjust the expectations. I was, you know, I wanted to be Superwoman at five years. I think it, it and you know, hopefully 15, I'll be able to uh, just be like, yeah, I, I'd like to not, I'd like to not hurt. Yeah. But it, it has been an interesting time as both a person in recovery and also um, a comedian in that. 
you know, I'm so willing to like, if anyone apologizes, I'm so willing to be like, well, I apologize. We're done now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I, then I had to, to kind of take a step back and like really look at things. And I've, I've learned a lot from uh, other perspectives, you know, and somebody once uh, in a conversation recently, somebody said to me, I am, um, she, she said, I, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm used to being in a therapeutic environment for a workspace. Mm. And that being said, when somebody makes a breakthrough, that's what you would call that sort of thing. It's like a breakthrough or they're, you know, they're really dealing with things finally. But in a, in a PR sense, it's a very different implication. And so she was kind of explaining to me, I'm so naive outside of the room. <laughs> so, so naive <laughs> is what I found out. But, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I think that, you know, we'll all, you know, learn, we're all learning, grow. But, I mean, but even in the rooms, I got to tell you, there was a thing, whoo, there was a few years ago where in a service capacity, if I said something, um, uh, that everybody would kind of go, oh, that's a bad idea. And then my boyfriend would repeat it almost verbatim. And they would go, oh, that's a great idea. And then he would laugh and go, <laughs> and we would kind of like chuckle at each other at, the game we were kind of playing in the room, but it really in, even in, in 12 step programs, we've really, we really have to look at kind of like how we treat each other because when it does say, regardless of age, race, sexual identity, creed, religion, or lack of religion, what that means is we're all equals in the eyes of, of the group's higher power. Yeah. You know, that, and it, that was, how often do we exercise that? How many times have I had to say to men while giving a GSR report, don't worry, there'll be time for you to chime in afterwards. <laughs> uh, I will let you be quiet. And being a comedian's really changed that for me because where I used to just kind of let people talk over me, I'm like, Oh no, I'm making an announcement right now and thank you, but no. Yeah. And and I've kind of had to learn how to separate, how to transition from one environment to another. That's kind yeah. of I'm not doing well with it, but I'm I'm working on it. I'm aware of it. Yeah. But that is a funny space to be in between like be amongst comedians where you got to get in your point just kind of like see, that's how you stay in the group. You're like, "Oh, like hey, I, these are my friends. You don't just sit there all quiet like a weirdo." And we're like, "Hey, what's what, what what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Versus being in other rooms where you're like, no, this is I not my turn listen. to speak. Yeah. Let's listen. Oh, yeah. Where do yeah. you get- And I actually, I've, like, I, I get very, because I've come into rooms where, like, crosstalk is allowed or, like, incur- you know, it's like, yeah. you know those, mm-hmm. like, those rooms where it's like you come in and. I mean, I guess any meeting, like if it's that fourth tradition is doing good for you, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's a tricky thing, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, the meetings where it's like, it's almost like the, like the hipster meetings where they're like, but we're going to change it up. Like, you know, we're going to, we cross talk is encouraged, Um, you know, and I, I just like, I realize how much I appreciate that environment where Mm -hmm. it really is like somebody speaks they speak as long as they're going to go, even if it's timed. If they go over the timer, they're just going to go over the timer because they needed to do that. And, you know, and people respect that. Like, yeah. Respect their need to say whatever. You get a little, you go to a few meetings in your life and you start to appreciate law and order. You know, <laughs> not, not just the show. Uh, you start to appreciate like, like. There are no like rules and there are no laws, but you start to appreciate guidelines and right. like structure. Right. It starts to be. I went to a meeting the other day where it was a book study where everyone shared after a paragraph, each paragraph they Ooh. that was read, and I was like, oh, I want to 
This is not the meeting for <laughs> yeah. me. I can't listen. I can't listen to. Can't listen to you know Karen share six times in a meeting. I mean, I don't mind Karen, but I can't listen to Karen share six times in a meeting. I can't do it. So um, sounds like a heinous crime. That's too nah, <laughs> callbacks. Callbacks. Um, dun, dun. Uh, how do you experience forgiveness? Speaking of speaking of <laughs> segue segways. Uh, spe- but, you hard know. left. Hard left. <laughs> yeah, we're just Woo. yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, but I did actually also want to say Ooh, um, with it. the uh, re the like kind of respecting everyone and every meeting. respecting boundaries and um, respecting everyone in the meeting. But it 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 was like it was interesting post election to like experience like in the meetings like that tension between like every literally everybody just wanted to share how stressed out they were because Trump won. <laughs> um, but like people still dancing around why they were stressed out yeah out of respect for okay if there is some yeah bonehead who voted for you know who voted right. for this monster like who who is in recovery right. like let's let them have their recovery and let's just respect like let's and it's not an outside issue exactly crazy enough exactly. It's even just though an, sometimes it feels like not an outside i issue. know right um but yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird, wild world we live in. In a and I'm grateful that I have meetings oh, where yeah. we have traditions where we know how to where we know how to treat each other. Yeah, there's no tradition that says don't jerk off in front of your friends or don't <laughs> yell about your specific you know political leanings. But there is um, there is like unity that is required, and that to me is really powerful. You know what I mean? We don't cause harm with each other that doesn't yeah. mean that you're going to have a perfect experience in a meeting there's a lot of sick people needing help in those meetings so it is that's why it's especially i was really trained to chase down every young lady that ever came into the room and be like hi my name's anna um you know m- maybe not get in steve's car afterwards you know um <laughs> but uh you know it's yeah. It's one of those things. I, I just women have been covertly like wink, wink, nod, nod, looking out for each other this mm-hmm. entire time, and yeah. more so in meetings. Like where I got clean, there was once a guy was being inappropriate with a fifteen-year-old girl, and a sponsor, a sponsee sister of mine chased him into the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not her most spiritual moment, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's a fine line. Sometimes you don't for. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you don't need to be spiritual in those times. You gotta safety and let the claws out when that shit happens. Well, it's but there is also ways to. I've seen this in meetings where they had to take a group conscience to deal with the inappropriate behavior of a gentleman, who I I'm very good at being like, yeah, no, we don't hug anymore. You're weird. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. That's not comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but other women were struggling with it, and so a meeting took a group conscience and asked this person to change their behavior or welcome them to find another meeting and that individual found another meeting and it was one of those things where it was like yeah we're aware and this has to be a safe environment unity uh, again oh, geez. Yeah, yeah nah he, he's <laughs> probably in pasadena being weird somewhere but um <laughs> uh oh, pasadena. Oh, pasadena but i i really appreciated how the meeting handled it you know it was one of those things like we're not going to ignore the issue any longer because um, they used to laugh they'd be like you oh, know don't 
don't don't let Anna cross Creepy Dave. And my ex at the time was like, Creepy Dave better be careful of Anna. Because yeah. by that time, I was like teaching karate. Oh, <laughs> I was shit. like, I was, yeah. So I was just, I had no problem of being like, no, I don't like the way that you did that. Please don't mm-hmm. do that anymore. Um, but yeah, I went tangents and stuff. Uh-huh. And the election too, that was like, yeah, I had to share the day after the, um, the shooting in Las Vegas, I led a meeting. Yeah. And um, I think that the way, because of course I just wanted to be like, yeah, our world's on fire. Things are bad. And so I just shared about hope mm-hmm. and gratitude because that's all you can really do in that situation is just share about hope and gratitude and also about how I've seen the 12 steps change people uh, from literal monsters into people again. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that we have a powerful, a powerful tool in a very chaotic world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's what's Actually, keeping me sane. For yeah. sure. I'm oh, not, yeah. That's not even a joke. No. Uh, to go into a room and to realize I can actually do work I see the results of in front of me it gives me that tool for when I go out there and I punch a Nazi. I can also, <laughs> you know, twelve feel questions good, and be, be okay. <laughs> feel good about myself and not like oh, you know, just saying I'm just kidding. Just, but oh, it's so real though. It's, it's really although real. M- much love if you're conservative. Much love from this. This is not. <laughs> this is not a meeting. Uh, so we did get occasionally we get a little opinionated. Uh, you know but, who you are. But you're also welcome to listen, and we love you anyway. So yeah, uh, eh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> well, I have. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, I definitely lost some Facebook friends with people who are my friends from uh, from program from a hundred years ago, Ooh. and who were very, you know, mm-hmm. some of the stuff they're posting a little, little racist, little, yeah. little very pro Trump in that scary way. And yeah, I was actually I was I was in a meeting recently. Um, oh man, it's just like the power of the rooms um but just like i was in a meeting in uh columbus ohio i was visiting my grandma who lives oh yeah it's a very different environment um, yeah. and uh you know and actually they have really amazing meetings and you know i the whole time i was thinking like okay i'm i'm in an environment now and the reason i feel welcome is because nobody here is going to talk taking out their politics um you know but also but there was an instance where it was like a very actually like a very diverse uh meeting for columbus um and uh there was like this little old white lady um who like shared some story involving like where she was like and then this big black man blah 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 and like she was literally sitting next to a taller black man in recovery, like right next to her. Oh, man. Who, like, I could see, like, he kind of was like, <clears throat> like <laughs> everyone in the room, like, it was like, it was extremely uncomfortable. Like, her story yeah. was just like, it was like so, like, unconscious, like, she just like, not like, it was like, oh, silly grandma. And it jarred, like, you could feel in the room that there was like a moment of like, people were just like, that's just Deborah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it was just like, Okay. And, Imagine me um, when I'm drunk. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, because it's like all the, I'm sure that like most of the people in that room like go to that meeting like every Saturday morning. It was like a very popular, very big meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, just let's let's get the shares out and uh, 
Let's just I'm trying well, we to keep politics out of it. Let Deborah That's, be yeah. Deborah. Yeah, there oh, was Debbie. there was I was in a um I was in a meeting in Long Beach and there was this lady who was my home group and I would pick up this rehab load full of kit like girls, just fill my car with rehab girls and take them to the meeting and um, I'm taking them over there and one of them asked me about this lady and I said, Well, you know, she was hit by a bus. And she said, did that bus make her racist? Hilarious. And I had to pull over the car. I had to pull over the car. I was laughing so hard. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> fair assessment. Um, and ended up what ended up happening were some of the women in the meeting very kindly pulled her aside one day. And they were like, you know, in the spirit of unity, we don't want anybody to feel alienated. And, you know, some of the language that you're using is a bit... Um, uh, there's a, a woman in Long Beach named Debbie who really always a Debbie. Always a Debbie. Yeah. She's also amazing. I so I thought I had like for, yeah. yeah I thought I had like ruined my hair by putting henna color in it. And she was like, "Girl, calm down. I've been a hairdresser longer than I've been clean, and she's been clean for like 28 years." Wow. <laughs> so she's like, "I got you. We'll fix it." But um, but Debbie. Uh, it's this beautiful way of approaching people in meetings who are being inappropriate and yeah. and f- and and delivering the information with so much love uh. that nobody gets upset. Yeah, and I watch her. I'm like, how do you do that? Like it's 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 brilliant. It's brilliant. I've never I've never seen another member do that before. Yeah. Where it's like there's always a little bit of friction, a little bit of sometimes it takes a whole group conscience and like crafting a statement. She always just knows what to say. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. Yeah, we gotta get but, her on. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. I love if she's into coming in. That would be very fun. Right. We'll have some Mars. Yeah. Um but yeah, so with that in mind, even when you're in, let's try a transition this time. Even when you're in, <laughs> from bigotry and from, racism, yeah, mm-hmm. like it, it's sort of like when hard we, left, when, hard we left. when we find ourselves. But no, listen. I mean, I I go to meetings with guys that um, I saw a really cool picture today of a bunch of guys who are still in prison. One of which is a famous person now. Oh yeah, yeah. And I saw this really cool picture. This old guy was like, "Yeah, that's me," and that's that's my buddy and like and I and he was showing it to me and I was like that's insane that's insane you guys are like babies they're like 19 20 years old like old enough to be in prison um but I I definitely go to meetings with people who deal a lot with um they've done time and they share things like I never thought I'd be friends with you know Larry because he's you know guys (laughs) you know or like I never thought I'd be friends with somebody of a different race or I never thought I could be friends with women they always say female which is funny (laughs) I love (laughs) females I never thought I'd be friends with females before and I love it I love it I love it because it's like this is a completely different um, it's like well that's kind of the scientific term so like yeah offend anyone you it know? can't I'm offend gonna, anybody like chicks broads all of those are off limits <laughs> so i guess it's females yeah yeah and, and it's really one of those things of like you know you watch people evolving right before your eyes that come from places that are like like the wire like like mm-hmm. people who live yeah. that life yeah. and for me that's really really powerful because it it shows me that like hey we're all in the same boat i'm not better than anybody you know just because i haven't done time doesn't mean i didn't do things that could have put me in prison and doesn't mean that I didn't, you know. Right. But I but I love to watch that forgiveness. I love to watch that self-forgiveness. You know yeah. what I mean? And that ability to to overcome those things. You know, it's like 
somebody when things were really really bad my boyfriend's like a normal person and he was like I just don't know if people are good anymore and I was like actually I've seen people change I've seen people with like scary gang tattoos you know holding a baby of a different race in a meeting because they just love babies that hard you know what I mean and like I've seen you know, I've seen people that are, by all accounts, we've been taught to be afraid of, become the most gentle and kind people in the world. I think the touchstone for that is forgiveness. How do you experience forgiveness? Boom. How do you like that transition? Mm, mm. Love. <laughs> I, could, I could feel it working its way there. That took three attempts, guys. <laughs> three attempts. How and, are you doing, Anna? Three attempts. And you, attempts. Stuck, it. And I you stuck, stuck it. Stuck the landing. Stuck the landing. Broke my ankle the first time. Strug. Yeah, yes. The forgiveness. Exactly. Um, oh, uh, let's see. Forgiveness. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, um, I guess I'll just say, I mean, I, I think that it's just that whatever it is, whether it's um, my being forgiven for something or forgiving myself or, uh, you know, forgiving you know, just kind of getting rid of all of those resentments that I uh, was stringing along um, most of my life. Um, you know, it's just that they, these things that seem like, like giant boulders, like just crushing down on me become these like itty bitty little like, it's like they just shrink and shrink and shrink until they're less important. So I guess it's like a, just like a, a lowering of like importance. Yeah. Um, for yeah. whatever it is. Um, like what? Um, so, like, there are definitely people in my life that, I mean, I thought, um, you know, I would always, like, whenever their name, like, entered my brain, that, like, I would get that, like, acid reflux <laughs> feeling of, like, you know, and now it's, like, just neutral. <laughs> it's just completely neutral. And it's not because uh, it's it's really just, like, forgiveness to me is, um, you know, and having experienced, like, the opposite where it's, like, I've – you know, it's kind of like that thing of like when you apologize and somebody reacts like I, I find that people almost always react with this like oh my god that's amazing like let me you know like th- this makes me so well. oh I'm sorry too you know it's like I've uh you know I've apologized sometimes you know almost as just a way of like okay I'm, I you know I'm, I'm gonna like clear the air I'm gonna start this conversation and like really coming at it like on my knee, you know, like I'm on my knees and like, I don't know if you're ever going to like, you know, and people are like, Oh my God, thank you for saying sorry. Yeah. It's great. Um, people don't you know, hear that a lot. But, yeah, yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, that has been really, um, kind of eye opening, um, for, you know, the power of, um, really sincerely like recognizing, how your actions have impacted others. I mean, that's really what it is. It's just acknowledging that that's valid. Yeah. You know, and I think like actually getting to, you know, current events, like, you know, like so much of what has been, you know, what I think is hurtful in um, these kind of, you know, that what creates such resentments is the 
just not acknowledging that like that pain was real or like, you know, that, that, and like, I, and you know, I've, I've been guilty of that. Like I've barreled my way through relationships or I've barreled my way through visits back home, you know, or where, you know, I'm so caught up in like what it is that I want and I need that, um, I just have blinders on when it comes to other people and what they need and like the validity of their, um, you know, of their needs. And so I think, you know, um, and so having experienced forgiveness really, um, you know, shows me like what a, you know, how much lighter it can make me if I just, you know, work through whatever needs to be worked through. And like, certainly, you know, there's some people that I would, I would never want to interact with again, necessarily. (laughs) Like, um, but where I'm okay that if they're just like living their life going on and I'm living my life and it doesn't, it doesn't need to carry on. That's yeah. powerful. Eases, eases up a lot of pressure on yourself. All these yeah. preconceived notions right. that you've created. Wow. Just to let that go is that was probably the best thing. Best part about my 12 step also is mm-hmm. like the same way where I was like, Oh, I don't have to worry about these people. I don't have to worry about uh, continuing revenge on this one person that did so and so. Even though I've already done my amends, even though they told me to go fuck myself. And yeah. revenge but, is exhausting. I don't know if you've uh, noticed. It's, it's a full time job. It's a yes. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. 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 What uh, What's been your strangest sort of amends? <laughs> Hmm. Or most interesting or powerful or whatever you want to talk about. Um, I actually, when I came into the program, I didn't know that. I like I had this idea of what an amends was where like it was always like seeking the person out, like mm-hmm. seeking this like long lost person out and then like, you know, issuing them with like a monologue about, you know, <laughs> your regret and, you know, um, and so, like, living amends, like, the living amends that I'm making, um, you know, especially, I think, in, like, my, you know, my current relationship and, like, when I do write out, like, 10 steps about, uh, you know, my current boyfriend and, like, read them to my sponsor, a lot of it is, like, sort of making an amends to him or making an amends to myself by really amending that behavior. Right. Um, so like, I guess, you know, one of those things was I was really coming home with like, and like just bottling up all of my stress from the day. And like the minute I walked through the door was like unloading, you know, just like dumping it on my partner. So we lived together. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was really, it was really weighing on him because he has his own, you know, concerns. And then like, it was making me, you know, into, it was like making me completely dependent on like just having this person. I like, like it just turned our relationship into one where it was like just me venting. Um, and so, you know, talking to my sponsor about it, it was really like, also an amends to myself of just like 
taking a moment if I needed to before walking through the door and like reaching out to my higher power and like letting my higher power go first, you know, sort of that image of like just um, staying quiet as I like transition from work, which is very stressful to, to home. So. And just let Jesus moonwalk into the house before you do. <laughs> uh, you or know. whatever your higher yeah. power is. It could be a flying spaghetti monster, whatever whatever it is. Just let a moonwalk in. And I'm sure that saved your relationship. The whole like taking a beat before you enter the well, house. that remains to be seen. Ooh. Hello. Uh, Next no, week. Just, uh, <laughs> Or, or like with my mom, like I, yeah. my mom was the only member of my family really that I, you know, didn't as much like, you know, I had so much to apologize to my dad for, like literally like a script of, because my dad bailed me out financially of like so many, like I had a, a you know, a repo order on my car and it was like, he paid that out, you know, like all this stuff that was like very concrete with my dad and with my mom, it's more like making the effort to call her and like reach out to her and not just resent the fact that she kind of doesn't do that to me, you know, like that she's kind of hands off. Um, And, and, you know, letting her like, you know, just asking her like how her day is and like letting it go, you know, just like, just letting her like being, you know, the resource to her that I, yeah so and like having that relationship of and i've noticed that it's she actually like randomly called me the other week and it was like after like it works months and months of like really trying to make the effort to you know see how her day was like nice so yeah that's amazing and to listen yeah what is your daily like recovery look like how do you do this thing on the day-to-day lately not very well um i i will say um i I freaking love noon meetings yeah (laughs) i love noon meetings because in entertainment i gotta go to a lot of noon meetings it's great (laughs) yeah it's just having that like kind of pause in the middle of the day uh, like that dose of just um, being with other people in recovery and the, cause my, you know, my day starts early. I like, I wake up at like six, six thirty, like get on the road by seven, like literally just roll out of bed, like on the road. Um, I have found that at the points in my recovery when I've been doing it right. Um, you know, I think it's like when I wake up and let my eyes kind of open and let myself get like sort of centered before I get up, get breakfast. And, you know, sometimes that can just be, like, taking an extra long shower, like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, listening to some music, like, eating before I leave. Like, um, I love the, like, daily readers with Alan. Yeah. Um, They're so, like, good, the, guys. They're good. <laughs> yeah. Like, Courage to Change. Mm-hmm. And, um so I've been reading that before I go to bed. It's kind of like a way to, like, I'll read the next days before I go to bed. So it's kind of, like, in my mind when Ooh, I smart. wake up the next day. Wow. Um, and, uh, 
Yeah, just like keeping the mantra of like, how can I be most helpful in this situation? Yeah. Like, how can I just be helpful instead of, you know, like, oh my God, why did more people want something from me? It's uh, an amazing job. So. Well, I'm proud of you for getting that job. I know you weren't a fan of the last one. Nope. It was giving you a hard time. Yeah. But what is, you know, you mentioned your relationship with a higher power a little bit. Mm-hmm. How, um, how would you say that relationship is? Um, I, I mean, I've really resisted, like, like I've kind of danced around, like I've, I still kind of like bulk for whatever reason, like when people are like God and, um, you know, when people talk very specifically about like, and my power, higher power was telling me this the other day. And hmm. I, you know, I don't know that, um, to me it's that concrete. Yeah. But I really think it's just the piece of you know like the universe and like the piece of all of this that like is so much bigger than me yeah that I can't even really wrap my mind around it and you know sometimes that involves like talking to myself like or like just talking out loud and like you know really like saying like an out loud prayer um but I, you know, it's like, I think it's like the recognition of like, you were talking about right after like the shooting of kind of like bringing it back to um, gratitude and hope, even yeah. when like it feels impossible to feel right. these things and having experienced um, that kind of like, um, you know, almost like something is like picking, picking me up and mm-hmm. like making my legs move even though I don't want to move it and having experienced like kind of the contrary action where, you know, it's like, I really don't want to get out of bed um, at all. I'm too depressed today. I'm too, you know, um, like I, I definitely feel like when my, like when I've experienced like real crisis is like when I always feel the closest, like the most viscerally close to a higher power. But, um, you know, um, yeah, kind of reaching out to to whatever it is that is is greater than myself. Yeah. Often that's just like literally putting all my faith in recovery and sobriety and like looking at and really acknowledging how much people change and yeah. how much I've changed and how much better life gets. And that reminds no me reason. of a that reminds me of a quote that I've heard like many years ago, is just uh, when you run out of heart, use your feet. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's 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 helpful, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh, I don't feel this way. Yeah, you, you still got feet, asshole. Like, yeah. get up, get keep up. it, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it pushing. The show must go on. Yeah, that's amazing. What is something that you would tell somebody in your position? What what, what do you want to give? What do you want to give away today on this podcast? Someone in my position. I don't know. Um, hmm. It's a really good question. Um, I guess... Um, so now I'm... Uh, 
getting distracted by the noise upstairs. Yeah, yeah. we're uh, recording um, at the world famous comedy store uh, at nighttime. Uh, we usually we were recording in the day, and now we record under the original room, uh, which is uh, very loud right now. It yeah. sounds like so. If you're wondering what is that background noise. Um, that is uh, comedians living their dreams for twenty dollars a set upstairs. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're doing. So some for fifteen. Some for fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the best advice is really just um, you know to you know like take to take yourself um, and the events around you a little bit less seriously. And and maybe this is like just because we're at the comedy store, but um, you know to like have. Yeah, to try whenever humor. possible to have a sense of humor about things. Um, I think, like, yeah, I mean, I... I had that conversation twice today about, like, not taking myself too seriously. Yeah. Like, but don't you know? I mean, it's amazing because, you know, for, like, someone as funny as you are, or, like, someone mm. as, you know, it's like, I find that, like, the, you know, the people who are the funniest and, like, you know, laugh the most, um, you know, or make others laugh the most, you know, t- can sometimes, like, really get caught up in um yeah. how it's really are. Yeah, it's really easy to get in your head yeah with things and uh, just kind of learning that again it's crazy we sort of have a we have a crazy making business so yeah. it's important to just keep it lighthearted and have fun and yeah just remember that most people are just doing the best they can yeah yeah you know mm. it's like and allowing myself that when you talked about transitioning from you know driving home to being in your apartment like a real conversation I had with my therapist today was transitioning from you know having a relationship conversation to having conversations with comedians or going (laughs) from doing this podcast to having conversations with comedians and because they're gonna bust balls and Mm -hmm. you know just because I'm not emotionally prepared for whatever kind of their best attempt at friendship is, <laughs> you know, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And that's really what it is, is they just want to connect. They want to connect. Um, but they connect in a way that it, to most people that aren't, you know, emotional pirates, like they They just connect in different ways. And, you know, if, if they didn't love me, they would just wouldn't speak to me. You know, they just don't know how to speak appropriately sometimes. And I don't know how to respond appropriately sometimes to what's pretty normal behavior. So it's kind of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it. I need to allow myself like 15, you know, a few seconds to be like, okay, brain, now we're in a different environment. Yeah. And it was so easy when I had a day job. It was so easy to be like, now I'm off work and I am not going to think about work right now or I'm going to leave this work at the door. And now that everything's kind of like blurry and weird. So I feel you. Thank you for that. I needed that. Mm -hmm. But I have a day job. And let me tell you, (laughs) I have been having having nightmares about my job where it's (sighs) like the job is just kind of continuing, but like in a more intense, stressful way. Oh no! It's like maybe there's, some there's prayer. Nothing, there's like no unicorns or like not, there's like yeah. not even like monsters. It's just another way more horrible day at the office. Like <laughs> just cheese. Maybe a more maybe some meditation before you right before you go to bed. Probably like a guided meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Or like burn sage over your bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So thing, not right? watching Big Little Eyes before I go to bed. Ooh. No, it's so anxiety provoking. Yeah. I know. I know. No one likes that side of Alexander Skarsgar. That was a scary Skarsgar. <laughs> oh, scary, man. scarier than the one that played it. That's uh, yeah. 
terrifying. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So you're playing it anonymous. So I'm not going to ask you where people can find you. If they want to find you, they can go to a meeting and yeah. maybe listen for the sound of your voice. Yeah. Um, but Alex, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on all social media at Dapper Duong, D-A-P-P-E-R-D-U-O-N-G. And Anna? Uh, I'm at Anna V is fun on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, and you can find me at AnnaValenzuela.com. And guys, Alexis, in case no one's told you this today, I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love both of you. Love you too, Alexis. Love you too, Anna. That's great. Yeah. And Alex, in case no one's told you today, I love you. And if you're listening and no one's told you this today, we love you. We love you too out there. We love you. Okay, bye. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah.